0: Verse of the day, James chapter four, verse two. You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God.
1: Hey, it's another episode of JC and Cole it's Samantha it's Kay hey, it's JP all right y'all how y'all week's been
0: uh this week was good it went by really quickly uh I, I feel like it's Tuesday it doesn't feel like almost Sunday
1: girl I felt that one The week has flown by and I'm not feeling it at all
2: I don't mind it to be honest. It's been pretty productive for me. Like it's just you wake up, you do what you gotta do, and then you go back to sleep, you do it all over again. So
1: that does not sound
0: fun. Yeah, that does not sound fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's cool. So my situation is pretty cool. So. I'm saying,
0: uh-huh. No, it feels too robotic. It's just yeah. every day is just waking up. It's the same thing, days colliding, but I'm just ready to be done. I'm ready for April when I graduate, so. Yeah, 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 I'm excited. Time keep going by fast. Just until April, then slow down a little bit. Just a little. Just a little, just a little. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, y'all. Let's head into our topic for the day. Everyone had a good week. Mm-hmm. So I thought of this topic earlier this week. I had something happen where I kind of had to take accountability I realized that it was my fault. I got into a little situation in class. I'm not gonna go too much into it, but just know that I embarrassed myself and I had to take accountability even though it was hard. So that led me to think about something that I've been thinking about for a while, which is, is it always the devil? When things do not work out, when we have these situations that arise that we're not exactly happy about, either we deem it a failure, a mishap, whatever, Is it always the devil? But what do y'all think?
1: I don't think it's always the devil. I think that, like you said, we cause situations for ourselves a lot of the times. And when things don't go our way, we're so quick to blame it on somebody else when we know that it's our fault. Like um, there's this preacher that I was listening to and he was uh, giving a sermon, like an example. And he was saying they went out to eat and there was this guy there, and before he ate, he already rebuked the calories. <laughs> like, how do you what? Like, you rebuke the calories, and then he had the audacity to after after he rebuked the calories, he ate the food. It's like, huh? <laughs> you gonna what? And you gonna blame the devil for you eating that bad food that you know you no
0: gonna- jeans? He gonna blame? I'm just I'm just big boned. Oh nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! Yeah.
2: That was a lot of the century.
0: A lot of <laughs> bro I can get it from my mama. That. Oh yeah, it's always from they I do. I do. But <laughs> many, <laughs> many of us we do. We feel comfortable blaming the devil or blaming anything else besides ourselves.
1: No, that's true. And it's pretty embarrassing at the fact that we can't hold accountability. That's why I feel like nowadays people take the devil and God as a joke because we don't hold accountability for whatever we do like a scenario like that like somebody saying some junk like that in front of me like oh i'm gonna rebuke these calories and i watch you eat it you gonna tell me the (laughs) devil did that what type of devil you looking at like you the devil i don't understand
2: within this generation they don't know that um most of your decisions and most of your decisions take you to where you are in life Mm -hmm. and it's even to a point where God doesn't even force himself upon you. You choose to follow God and the devil doesn't even force himself upon you. You choose to follow the devil as in yeah. sin. Yep. So it's, your life is based upon a series of, a, of decisions that you make. And then the day-to-day outcome that you see every day is from those decisions.
1: Facts. And it's just like, um, there's a Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So it's the fact that when temptation happens, people make it seem like, oh, you know, it was so strong. I didn't have no way out. Like I had no other option, but you do. Like you have, you have that small glimpse of there's a way out. It's either you choose it or you still continue to deal with the temptation. And a lot of times we choose to deal with the temptation and we choose to rebuke it afterwards. That has been the easiest way to handle our situations nowadays.
0: And that reminds me of what Junior said. You were um, saying something and it just brought to mind when I was listening to a pastor who was speaking about how sometimes the devil will not even touch you because he knows that you will do it yourself. Hmm. If you are led by greed if you are led by your flesh by your own desires you will already end up making those decisions without the devil having to tempt you Mm. without the devil having to say hey you know you can always scam you can always do this you can always do that you're led by that so if something were to happen and you were to get arrested or anything that just caused you to fail that's on you that wasn't the devil that pushed you toward that decision that was something that you gave into because your fleshly de- desires is what, that's what rules you, not the Lord.
2: Hmm. Right. Yeah, the absolutely. devil doesn't waste his time in the club. He's in the church.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: that's the scary part. <laughs> that cool. is the scary part. Like he, yeah. he,
2: he, he's cool with you going to the clubs. All right, cool. Or like people say, oh, if I, if as long as I don't believe, as long as I believe in God, I'm good. Or is, Or if as long as I don't, I'm not a devil worshiper. I'm not worshiping the devil. And it's just like, bro, you worship the devil because you're the lustfulness of your lifestyle.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like a saying that I think a lot of people don't know that Satan is follow is do without will, which basically means do what you want. And that's how this generation is motivated. You do whatever you want, however you want.
2: You're, you don't feel...
1: Stuff, exactly. You don't feel unapologetic about it at all. Like people yeah. now taking it to the next level where they're their own god they manifest their life man like we're watching people literally pretend to be gods themselves and they don't realize them thinking that way is them being satanic at, but they the don't thing, see it that way the
2: thing is in the bible people are like oh yeah in the bible it says that we are gods yes god said you are gods but he said you're not like the god in heaven why Because you die yeah So Mm -hmm. people don't understand that you have the ability to decide like i said your decisions are the you sit back and you look at your life it's from the decision that you made while you're in that situation if you're married you made it as a man you made a decision again one need to get married and then you sit back and you look at your family and it all goes back to what that one decision that you made to get married Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that, that we got to this generation That's one thing they're awful at. And I ain't even sitting here to be perfect because I have my situations too where I'm not fully accountable for my actions. And it's a lifelong battle, but if you just keep fighting in the right direction, you're going to get there.
0: Yeah. I think think that's why it's important to always be self-aware and to check yourself and check yourself more than once and ask yourself, what are you being led by? Because Mm. many of us make our own decisions based off of fear. Yeah. You know, not even just being sinful, but there are people who are believers. There are people who are worshipers who will really base their decisions from fear. And I know I've had my situations where I didn't ask God. I based my decisions off of fear because I thought that I had to move at a certain time. I thought that I had to, to make sure that this was set up for me just in case this doesn't work out mm-hmm. and not believing that God will work it out for me. I thought that I had to set myself up, but I that I I, I had to realize that that was fear, and yeah. fear was driving each of my decisions. And when things would crumble, I had to really sit back and check myself and ask myself, "What was I even motivated by to even make this decision?" Because I wasn't motivated by God. I didn't not once ask God, "Should I do this?" Hmm. Everything right. that I really failed in my life that I can think about or things that did not work out for my good was because I literally, I literally did not ask God. And even in the end, I can't even say did not work out for my good because each situation, God still made it work. Yeah. And that's just another way that God shows his, his mercy. Even when you get into a situation, things do not work out. You always assume that it was like it's 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 never gonna happen, or you made a huge mistake, but God takes that and he turns it into something so beautiful, and that's just a part of his of his mercy and his grace, and sometimes it's hard to see it that way mm. because we're too busy being upset with ourselves. Yeah, but God will literally say, No, even even though you made this mistake and you unwisely seek your own counsel besides my counsel, I still love you. And I'm still gonna turn this lemons, and I'm gonna turn into lemonade, Grace.
1: Man, 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 and that those people are some people. deep words.
2: The problem is people keep making God, and it'd be like, God, take the wheel, and then you in the back seat. No, take, go left, go right. You the jeep mm-hmm. light.
0: Mm.
1: And it's, it's so sad at the fact that we do that because when we start directing our life, like we ask God for something. And then like you, you were stating, you know, you had backup plans just in case your plan didn't work. Yeah. We get so focused on these other plans just in case this one doesn't work. We let the biggest, the most important one fall short. And it's yeah, so sad. Back. Like I've done that countless amount of times where I, I have this big picture like, I know exactly how I want it, how, how God told me it should happen. But I'm like, oh, just in case the devil tempt me or I mess up. Let me make sure I got this here. Let me make sure I got this in the background. And now me trying to make sure these uh, plan B and plan C are still set. Plan A is just not even in use. Yeah.
2: Have you guys, do you guys have uh, like a little short story I would like to tell for, for our viewers so you kind of stand perspective of, you know, a situation where you wanted to do something And God just directly was like, no, he he ain't going for that. And he just showed his grace right then and there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Last semester, and Sam knows this story, I decided that I no longer wanted to do clinical social work. And so I decided to apply for an internship at a nonprofit here in Tallahassee without asking God at all, should I do it or should I not? I was moved from fear because I was afraid that if I did not diversify my resume and say that I had something macro, which if you're not social work, you might not understand what that means, but it just makes, it just basically means like community wise. If I didn't have anything macro, then I wasn't going to get a job. when I graduated this semester. So I did, I decided to apply within the first few days of me being in an internship. I knew I had made a mistake. And I remember feeling so like overwhelmed because they wanted me to be like a second employee and I was an intern. And there was just so much that was happening that I knew it wasn't meant for me to do it. Like I could feel it, it was so heavy in my chest that I was not supposed to be here. So I finally ended up quitting and I hated that because it was right in the middle of doing something very important, but I couldn't take it anymore. And I knew I had made a big mistake and I was talking to God about it after the fact that I put myself in that situation. And I told God, I'm so sorry. And I repent for not asking you for not, but for being afraid. I was moved by fear for my resume, but God turned it into grace because before I quit, I reached out to a woman who I met at FSU, who was an amazing, amazing woman who got me connected to someone that worked under her so that I can get another internship that was also work study. And that lady that I got connected to, she's ended up now being my mentor. And now I have a great support system and someone who is amazingly intelligent and smart, and who has helped me with a lot of things professionally and even some things personally. And that would not have happened if I had not quit that internship, reached out and met her. So that was God's grace.
1: And one thing I could say about your story, and it kind of coincides with mine. I remember at the beginning when you told me about it, you were so happy. Like, oh my gosh, I got this opportunity! Yeah, I remember Jit was on uh, Instagram, took a picture of her office. Girl, she was so happy. <laughs> And it's just crazy at the fact that something you don't even understand what you put yourself into, but you're so prideful at the beginning. Like my goodness, like I accomplished this. Look at what I have. Look what I've done. And then all of a sudden in a a blink of an eye, it's like, wow, look what I've done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like, for me, it was kind of the same thing where I chose a program. I chose to do pharmacy in school and, um, I, I literally hated working in a pharmacy, but I was like, uh, you know, they make good money. I already kind of have experience. It, it, I'm already working there. Like I already have the education somewhat. Let me apply and go to that school or go to a pharmacy school. I kept applying. Not one school accepted me. I applied to like over 15 schools, paid the application fees. Not one accepted me. And I was just like, wow, like I told myself I was going to do this. I spent years taking the prereqs for this and I'm not even qualified like what's going on God why are you doing this to me like I'm embarrassed I feel dumb like what am I supposed to do and all of a sudden in a blink of an eye I was told you need to go to chiropractic school and it wasn't like you know he was in my ear saying that it was a friend of mine me and her prayed on it and I looked down at my phone and in that moment I received the voicemail from the school that I'm at now And I would have never thought of going to chiropractic school. I would have never even thought of loving chiropractic school, but I love it. Like genuinely love it. No, I don't enjoy the classes because uh, it's class, it's school. No, but the whole thought process of chiropractic, what is involving, like, I love the idea of it. I love it. And it's crazy at the fact that I was so prideful at the beginning when I was telling people, yeah, I'm going to pharmacy school. Yeah, I'm going to become a pharmacist. Like, I was so prideful. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking these big science classes. And now look at me being stupid where I couldn't even get accepted to not one school, bro. Not one. Then on top of that, what? I was about to pick a degree and educate, like, educate myself in something, be in debt for something that I don't even enjoy doing when I'm getting low pay. And now I'm going to get high pay, be in debt and still hate my job. Like, that's sad. And I, I, I'm i so grateful for the fact that he directed me in another way. When I was making, I was calling the cards for myself. I was directing my own path. I, I can never do that again for myself.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, God God can, can do some amazing things in our lives when we just let him do what he wants to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, quick story on my end. I wanted to, out of high school, I wanted. To, I had to go to a junior college because I didn't end up passing my SAT school to a certain level. A lot of other stuff happened. I'm not going to talk about that, but it was like a lot of dumb high school kid things that I did that got me in a situation that I was in also. But I wanted to go to a school called Blink College. There was a lot of notable NFL players that went there whenever they got in a situation, such as mine, like Cam Newton, etc. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go there, and I wasn't – I wasn't able to, I, the, the coach I was speaking to, he was taking too long to respond to me. So I was just like, man, you guys don't want to respond. To me. I don't care. I'm just going to take this offer, this scholarship to go to this school. And I ended up going to this military school. And at first I was like, dang, I'm going to college. I'm getting for, paid for free. But when I got there, I did not enjoy my time there at all. But to be honest, I'm, I'm, let me scratch that. I did not end up enjoying my time. It's a different type of enjoyment. It's not the same that you would go to call off the college and you, you know, you go party and stuff. You make your own fun, and it, it forces you to be creative with your time. But long story short, if I did not go to that school, as I look back, 20, hindsight, which is you know, hindsight is 2020. If I did not go to New Mexico Military Institute, I would not have been able to have passed school if I would have went straight to Blaine College because I would have had the too, so much freedom to go do what I want to do, party, drink, do whatever, mm. and, and, and just run free. I would have funked out my first year in college, and that would have been the end of my football career. But no, mm. God said, you're going to go here. And from the main skill I learned from the New Mexico military is being diligent, working hard, and just learning how to do school. And once I learned how to do that, I went from staying up, writing papers to five in the morning over there to for the rest of my college years I never had to stay up after 12 to do homework or write papers or anything like that because none of that was as challenging as what I went through there so that just got showing grace at that moment in time like hey yeah. I know you really want to do this but it's better that you go through this first so you are ready for this yeah. so if it was up to me I would have flunked out and that's what would, would have been my story right there I would have been the guy at the gas station and, oh you remember in high school I was- <laughs> Everybody loved to talk about their high school days. That was not who I wanted to be. The porch. That was God looking. That was God saying, yo, you're going to go this way rather than go that way. And you got to love him for that. That's just who he is. He's a good, good father.
0: He so. is. God is a great father. Mm. He will always, even when you make a mistake, like even with your earthly father, if 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 you have a good father, if you have a good father, when you make a mistake, they still love you and they are still there to help you get through it. Like you can always go to your father and let them know what you did wrong. And obviously get, get your punishment. Your father's going to tell you what you did was wrong, it was irresponsible, but he's not going to leave you out to dry. And I think about with God, he has never, ever, not once left me out to dry, even though each and each and every one of our decisions, it was led by something. Like mom was led by fear. Juniors, yours might've been led by impatience or Samantha, yours might've been led by, by pride or ego. It was all led by something that was not of him. And it did not end up working out. But guess what? God came in and he took it and he made it something so beautiful that now we're in better places, not perfect places. But I imagine if we would've, actually kept going with those opportunities if we would have got our way i don't think we would be in the mental space they were in right now
1: Mm-mm. i probably would have been unhappy
0: oh yeah you would have been unhappy back. you hated cvs
1: yeah junior would have been at the gas station
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would you
2: i would have been on the block
0: kid Oh, would have been on the block. On the oh, block, me. oh, he would have. Oh, unfortunate. Uh, dang, really, really badly screeched, man. The whole, the whole church would have been like, "Pray, pray for my son." <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been the first thing. Pray for my son. Pray
1: for our son,
0: Junior. <laughs> yeah, that could have been. me, uh, In all seriousness, if I was no, it really could have, because do do flunk out of college, <laughs> and that lot yeah. of them pray don't the turn block, it man. around. Yeah. That yeah.
2: Could have been me, man. It
0: really could have, but it, oh, but it Lord wasn't, God. it wasn't cause that's God's grace. That's how, when you are able to learn from it and that's another big thing you got to learn from it because God will continue to have you go through the same, he will have you go through a different situation, but you end up trying to, he end up trying to teach you the same lesson. So for me, a lot of times I was led by fear. And I still have a problem with truly, truly strengthening my faith. And that's something that I know I got to pray on, on, on a personal level. Yeah, But God will continue to have me go through the same type of situations. And I'm being led by fear. And God keeps on telling me, you see, you were led by fear. This didn't work out. You were led by fear. This didn't work out again. And he will continue to be patient with us. But at some point, you might get yourself in a situation that is so easy to get out of.
1: That's the thing. Like, that's the scary part is when you keep trying to push, push the buttons. Like, yeah. it's gonna get to a point where that thing's gonna burst. Mm-hmm. And and I I feel bad for people that let it get to that point because when it gets to that point, there's a lot of things that just change. Like, God forbid it's it's a relationship with somebody, and now all of a sudden that person passes, and you can't even fix it. Or all of a sudden you, you 60 years old and your, your life flashed before your eyes. And now you're trying to figure out what went wrong. Like it's, there's a lot. And the fact that that bubble has to burst so far, like, no, it's yeah. right now in this time frame where you have to listen to God and understand what he wants for you, because there's so many times you try to figure out a plan for yourself and your way is not as good as God's. Me no. trying to do pharmacy school was not as good as God making me do chiropractic. Not even close. Nope. At all.
2: You know, if you've, you've reached optimal uh, levels with God, when you literally look at a giant in front of you, you don't even blink at it.
1: Mm, facts. Um, facts. I have
2: an actual Bible verse about trials and tribulations. And um, it's Romans 1 through about, I'm going to read it to about 4. Uh, Romans 5, 1 through 4, and it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Knowing the tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. So in layman's terms you don't go through things without being without having without gaining something Mm. you endure something and then once you're done enduring you're stronger than what you just went through Yeah. yeah so the main thing that i love about this verse is verse three when it says and not only so but we glory in tribulations also we glory in tribulations to any other person on earth that's not a follower of Christ, they will be like, I hate what I'm going through. I hate this. I hate that. God, you're doing this to me. You're doing that. But if you understand and know the God in heaven that you go through, you're going to glory into that because what you're going through is going to end up elevating you to a new level that you would not have been able to access if you didn't go through that situation so look it like and, and handle the situation the right way. Yeah. there's more than just going through it. Because you could go through something and just pout the whole time. Yeah. But if you go through something and it's hard, but you show up every day, wherever you have to show up to, and you show up, put a smile on your face, that's going to, when something comes, like when, when, when a little snake comes or something like that, you just step on its head and you keep it moving. mm mm-hmm. you, you Before then, you will stop at that snake and probably run away. So. Okay. Yeah. Look at that and knowing, knowing that tribulation to work with patience. Patience is such an important component in our lives that is very underrated, especially within this um, microwave generation that we have. It's give me, give me, give me. I want it now, now, now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If you just look, oh, just chill, play it cool. One day I hope to, oh, to build a home one day from scratch, you know, from just by the constructors and whatnot. And it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. That stuff takes yeah. like a year and a year and a half. I want that house right now, but if I just wait, I'm going to reap the benefits of something that's so beautiful. I'm going to love it. I'm going to cherish it more just from waiting and being patient on on what God has in store for you. So that's just my spiel.
1: But not
0: only with patience. I mean, just real quick, though, with also discernment between knowing that sometimes God will have you go through trials and tribulations to build you up and not to tear you down and that just lands to the topic up it's not always the devil sometimes it's god that puts you through that situation sometimes it's god that wants to strengthen you and also he wants to know are you going to be faithful while you're going through it because like junior said you can pout you can be ungrateful you can give attitude and that's not showing god that you're still going to worship him and be obedient god Puts us through things for so many different reasons and practicing that discernment and understanding and trying to get from what God is trying to teach you. That's how, when you're going through hard times, you're supposed to definitely seek Him. You know, Marvin Sapp said it best pray, pray when it's good and pray, pray when it's bad. Yep. Don't just pray when things are great, but when things are really, I mean, when you haven't, you're at your lowest, you feel like you can't go no more. You got to seek Him. And I promise you, I can speak from experience, I promise you. When you're at your lowest point where you don't even know what to do, you don't even see the light sometimes. That's when you got to seek him the most and he will help you. He will guide you through and you will come out and you will look back and you'll be so shocked that you got through that. And you'll be like, dang, there were times when I didn't think I was going to make it out. Mm-hmm. But you you look at God and you, you thank him because them are the times when God's come through the most, not not when you got the car, not when things are going great. That's beautiful. And that's and that's God just that's God doing a light flex. But when you're going through your hardest and he brings you out of that, that's when you know God is real. God is so real.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of times where patience, fear, all those things do end up playing a lot in temptation and i feel like we we self-sabotage a lot of god's blessings and i and it's so annoying at the fact that Mm. like you said with discernment it's like we have the discernment to know what's right and what's wrong but those temptations really push us back and like um you said and also junior said it where you would constantly have to replay those positions like if if you were caught in a situation where you were stressed, are you going to be stressed again? Or are you going to be able to calm yourself down and handle it? Mm-hmm. Are you you're in a place of financial struggle? Are you going to be okay and let God work on it? Or are you going to start stressing yourself out, not doing your schoolwork, not not um being playing time, spending time with your children? You're spending so much time trying to add extra hours, not realizing that God is bigger than your financial struggles. Like, are are you going to You know, sit here and try to make your child at 16 start working for to help pay the bills, rather than understand that God is a miracle worker, what are you about to do. You, you have to learn these lessons to a point where now finances are not your issue this small stressful situation is not your issue you see the bigger picture you see what God has promised you and it will happen It's not now. There's lessons you have to learn. There's patience you have to be involved with. You have to put aside your pride and put yourself in a position where, hey, you know, if someone does randomly give you money, take it. Like pride should not be in the, the, the space where it's with God's promise for you. It's just the fact of being open-minded and having true faith and understanding that and, and be confident in who you are because you are God's child. And yeah. he loves you so much that he's blessing you with this that you're not ungrateful and you're, you are deserving of it. But you have to know that so that you can work and not fall short from the temptations and, and not sit here and blame the devil. Stay accountable. like Stay accountable because at the end of the day, the, when you go up there and talk to God and he's if he turns his face from you, he's not going to say because the devil did it. It's because you did it.
2: It's your decision that pushing in that situation mm-hmm. to what the verse that came in my head when you're talking, uh, Samantha, Matthew 6:26. when people, you know, it's, it's all about building your faith and trusting God. Uh, in Matthew 6:26 it says, look at the birds of the, of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, which of you by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? What's worrying going to do for you? You know who your father is. You know the father in heaven feeds birds that don't, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't do none of that. They just they they. But you see birds out every day. So what would he just like he like he said? Are you not of more value than they? So understand your worth within the Lord. God loves you so 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 much, people, that He's gonna. Don't worry about the small things. God's gonna open the door. It's, it's, it, god is a got a perfect timing yeah so don't look at it as oh he didn't give it to me five minutes ago I've had situations that I'm not going to get into but I've had situations where I looked at and I was like dang when's God going to show up and then the minute I turn around God showed up you know what I'm saying he, mm-hmm. he, he had the opportunity for me so build your faith
1: yeah and, and that right there moments like that that's where you really build your faith how long are you going to with, withstand this Like, are you gonna fall short and and believe that you know you're not worth it and and not let it happen for you, or are you gonna wait and let him show victory in your life? Like, we he he's a miracle worker. Are we going to allow him to work a miracle, or are we just gonna stay down?
2: At the end of the day, God wants the glory.
1: Point blank, period. God's
2: gonna, in your dismay, God's gonna uplift you because He knows that He's gaining the glory from it. Yeah. If you're looking for the glory in your situation, most of the time, God is going to look at you. Right? Like God, God is guy is a, is a loving, He's a peaceful, He's a, He's an amazing father. At the same time, He's a father with discipline. Yeah. So if you handle yourself, that's why I, I go back and say it's all about how you handle yourself in these tribulations. Okay, if you handle yourself like a brat, you ain't going to get rewarded like you like you was a you you was a champion. Yeah, it's not fair. It's like sitting there, the people that go to church and actually go to church to learn about God, put service in and stuff like that. And you just go to church just to show face. And then you clubbing and all that stuff. And you just like, oh, I went to church. How it look for that, for those people that, that worked and, and not worked, but like put their true faith in God and they make it to heaven and you going through the same gates as them. Respect. And,
1: and, but another thing is, is that we also have to remember in the Bible it's the people that we least expected that you would least expect that were shown miracles so that other people can believe you had people that were you know uh what they're not i don't want to call them uh street what, what 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 else can we call them prostitutes yeah you see people that did prostitution shown miracles, people that were lame couldn't walk being shown miracles, people that couldn't see being shown miracles. Like, yeah, you might be least likely in, in society's eyes, but you are highly favored point blank period. And you have to understand that. But if, if you are least likely, you have to understand that God has so much more in store for you than what you have and what the world tells you you're worth.
0: You just I mean, have it to was, realize it. It was Mary mary magdalene not the not the virgin mary it, it was mary magdalene that actually saw jesus resurrected mm. you would have thought it would be one of the of one the of his disciples, disciples yeah he but it wasn't thought. it was her and you would never like expect she was the one that was jesus gave her the task to tell others what she saw mm-hmm. and nobody believed her but she knew jesus had came to her and he appeared to her not to peter not to paul he appeared to her so for me, like like you guys were saying, with having faith, but also one thing that works for me a lot is like I said earlier, checking myself and checking my motives. Yeah, so if you do make those decisions. It's asking yourself, what's ruling my decisions? What's really ruling my decisions? And I think about First John chapter two verse sixteen when it says. For everything in the world, the lust of the, fl- of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. So you sit down and you ask yourself, is God leading my decisions? Am I leading my decisions? Is my pride, my flesh, my, my, my ego, my lustfulness, my selfish desires, what is causing me to make these decisions? And why is it not working out? Because if your motives are not good, it's always going to expose itself. Because God knows your heart. And that's what people have to realize. God is not a human. God can't, you can't fool God. You can't walk into a room and and pretend to care. You can't walk into a church or walk into wherever you are and and pretend to, to care. God knows your heart. He knows who you are. And that's why he would, that's why Jesus was so accepting of the, prostitutes because he knew their heart they genuinely had faith he didn't care about what he felt on the outside he cared about their heart so for us i think that as people we have to be very self-aware and you can't just check yourself once or twice it has to be continued with process of asking yourself what is driving me why do you worship god do you worship god for blessings Do you worship God because it's the right thing to do because your parents told you to? Do you worship God because you want to know him? You want to be a part of the body? You got to ask yourself those questions and whatever it is that you do before you make a decision, ask yourself who and what is driving this decision. And when you really check yourself and ask yourself that question, then you move on from there. But don't move without asking yourself if God is really driving this decision, because you will find yourself in a situation and you will be praying to him after you've got yourself into. And God is so forgiving, so merciful that he's always there to help us out of it and show his grace and show his mercy. But don't take it for weakness, because one day you will eventually fall and hurt yourself worse. <laughs>
1: That's true. And in the Bible, there was a story. Maybe y'all. I, I'm having trouble remembering the the people that were involved, but there was um, Jesus was in a house with two women, and one woman was in the, the kitchen working hard, like cleaning and doing all this other stuff. I that story. And then the other woman was sitting down listening to Jesus talking to him, and the woman that was working so hard got upset. Like, why aren't you why aren't you working? And Jesus was like, Well, do you you think your hard work is gonna better you? Like she's listening to the word. She's gaining faith. She's understanding who I am and and listening to my word. And and you're too busy worrying of this world. How are you going to be? How are you going to benefit? Because the bigger picture is at the end of the day, when we pass, none of the things on earth are going to matter. It doesn't matter how clean your house is. Doesn't matter how much money you made or businesses you started. None of that matters when you're in the presence of God. And the fact that we're so busybody, trying to work hard like we think Working hard is really going to Make things better for us in the long run And at the end of the day it's probably not Yeah It's, work, it's probably
2: not heaven. So And the the thing is faith is what brings out the word Faith has to come first and then your works Are going to show after it's not You work and then that shows your faith Yeah So it's, 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 that's one of the most confusing conversations That a lot of Christians have is Oh, faith, faith without works is dead And works without faith is dead And it's just like, bro It's it's one comes after another You put your faith in God Due to your faith in God You're going to go and clean the church On a Saturday before that Sunday comes Because mm-hmm. your faith in God You're going to fat Because of your faith in God You're going to pray yeah. for the homeless Because of your faith in God You're going your to do the abnormal thing That you wouldn't normally have done If you didn't have that faith mm-hmm. And those things, is, 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 it's, it's not about, it's not like to say, oh, just because you have faith, doesn't it's like a lot of people like to run with the idea, oh, I, I believe in God, I believe in God, I have faith, I have this, I have that. It's like, bro, your is your faith even battle tested? What have you gone through? like mm-hmm. what, You need to go through something. That's how you, your faith gets built. Your faith don't get built from sitting inside of the church and listening to a sermon every day. That junk is just edifying, and that's just education and edifying your spirit to be ready. To understand certain situations that may come upon you in your life, but when God actually sets a tribulation in your life and a trial, that's when your faith is being tested. That's what's going to build you to, to 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 look at a situation that's going to be Goliath and be able to throw one rock and, and and finish him off. So just build that faith, man. Build that faith, and everything else will follow through.
0: Yeah, build build that faith and understanding that, and driving it home building that faith and knowing that sometimes when you go through things, check, check yourself, ask yourself what got you there. Cause sometimes it could be you, it could be your pride, your ego. It could be a lot of things, but other times it's best when it's God that drove you to that situation. Even if it has ended the way you wanted it to, at least if God brought you there, you know that he's going to take you out of it. Yeah. Which he always is going to take you out of it, but it's just better when you, when you have God driving your life, cause then you won't make so many mistakes. It's like you won't make it's like some things could have been avoided. Some things could have really been avoided. Not everything has to happen, y'all. No, you don't bad. always gotta go through the rugger. <laughs> like it's not always like that. Like I think of a lot of times where things could have happened for me and for folks that I know, that just could have been avoided. We would have just put God at the center of it. But we had to go through it because you know, as people, we are hard headed as children sometimes, but always checking your motives and practicing discernment i think that's something to pray for yeah for discernment and wisdom and knowing when god is speaking to you open your eyes open your ears to listen to him and let and let him guide you and don't be guided by things of this world by your flesh by your desires it will take you nowhere you 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 will fall
1: you will and patience is a virtue like right now like junior said we're a microwave society like we want things done in 30 seconds or faster like I want to be rich mm. now But yeah. you rich now can you handle the money Like are you going to be broke within a year What are, what are you going to do You can't be blessed if you're not prepared to be blessed Yeah, it won't happen And if it does happen it's not going to last long It's going to be a burden More than a blessing And that's the saddest thing so, When patience the blessing becomes a burden, burden.
0: Mm. When the blessing yeah, let,
2: let me hit y'all with a curveball right quick Um Okay, <laughs> okay um uh, <laughs> you know we, we we get into this this journey gener- us as you know young adults we get into this uh mode where we're like trying to figure out oh was it God that did this to me or was it the devil and mm-hmm. it's like both and why am I saying that because in the Bible it repeats every single time like there's always a consistent Whenever God is is trying and wants want, it's just chilling. He God is just on his throne, relaxing. The devil has to ask God permission to do stuff. God didn't just send the devil down here and then just let him run free. The oh, devil can only do as much as God allows him to do. And I want to just read a short passage from Job two.
1: I knew he was gonna bring up Job. I felt it.
2: And, <laughs> yeah, you know me so well. Oh. And Job two that that this short little segment right here is going to just show you that god is in control of your life whether if you're in your ups or if you're in your downs so to to begin it says again and i read king James version so i know a lot of people don't have a good grasp of that but i'm cool with it so
0: light flex <laughs> uh, light flex right now read your passage my Big man flex
2: <laughs> Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves, present themselves before the Lord. The sons of God are, are, are angels. Just a quick side note right there. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, "From whence it thou? And Satan answered the Lord. And said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth? Pause. God brought Job up to Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan already done went through to and fro from the earth. God told, told Satan about Job. And he's and to continue that there is none like him in the earth. He was boasting about Job. He said Job was good. He said, perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and cheweth evil. And still he holdeth fast his integrity. Although thou, thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yeah, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to to thy face. And what Satan was doing in that situation was tempting, was was telling God, Yo, Job, if, if you put if you put Job in the right situation, he's gonna fold. He's gonna he's gonna denounce you. He's gonna turn from you. And the Lord and the Lord said and the Lord said unto him, verse six, Behold, he is thine hand, but save his life. The Lord allowed him to do whatever he wanted to Job, Just don't kill him. Uh Uh. So went Satan, verse 7, so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his feet onto his crown. He took him a a, a pot sheared to scrape himself with thou and he sat down among the ashes. So long story short, it could get longer. God is in full control of every aspect and any problem thing that goes on in your life. You just have this small bubble of your life where you make a decision where you're going to go left or right. Every other aspect is up to God. Yeah. You get in your car today and the fact that you got home and you don't have a car accident is God's choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't control what that next person is doing on the wheel. All you do is honk and have road rage. So, understand why your situ- why understand if you're in a situation where you you you're, you're you're looking to say oh it's the devil that did this to me it's this person that did this. it's God's fault blah, blah, blah. no understand my Christian brothers and sisters and those that are looking to to look into the faith God is in full control of your life and as long as you let Him be if you understand that you can walk a life in a different with a different mindset. Because when that left that that left hook comes, you're ready to dodge it, instead of taking it and getting knocked out from it. Because when you when you when you dodge that hit, it's like all right, cool, I was already ready for that through the child and tribulation I went to the first time when they threw that hook and they hit me. Uh-huh. So it, it, the the better you, the the more you do something, the better you get. Playing football, I I I learned how to play football really at a young age. I mean, at not a young age, but at, uh, uh, uh you know at eighteen at seventeen. Sixteen, seventeen. I wasn't supposed to have the career that I had from kids that played from five years old, but it was just from from God from just God putting me in the situ- putting me in the right situations, and me going through the ups and downs of feeling like I'm terrible, I suck, and this and that. As I went through, I'm not able to be a teacher. I'm not able to help people get through those things. So, just for me to end this rambling, understand God's in control your life, people. And trust him. Y'all heard
0: that clap? Serious. He's serious. Serious. (laughs) But uh...
1: (laughs) oh, and that's true. Like people want to, people want to give the devil so much power, but the devil can't do any work unless God allows him to. That's just facts. And at the end of the day, God allowing certain things to happen, He'll never give you more than you can handle. That's biblical. So when times get hard, like. You gotta be strong. You I've had friends who went through things that I couldn't even imagine going through. And it's so I I get so upset when I see, you know, how they had to handle it by themselves or the things that they would have to go through. But at the end of the day, I realized that they came out on the other side. Point blank period, only through God. Well, I have friends that had family members pass back to back. I had friends that didn't have places to live at all, sleeping on streets, sleeping in cars, like certain situations you're, you're put in a place where only God can help you. Yeah. And not everybody can go through the same turmoil because I know for a fact for me, and there's reasons why things like that haven't happened to me yet. God willing um there are certain things that haven't happened is because I know mentally I could not handle that all things all those things happen at one time thinking I could handle that but it's for a reason that person can handle it and through God's help they got through it on the other side and now they're okay we we have to understand that certain tribulations that we have that we go through it's bigger than us and we need to stop feeling like we have to control it on our own God's there for a reason He's supporting you. He's watching you. He's already directed your path. All you have to do is follow it. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I think that that is a great place to end. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, there's nothing else (laughs) like that can be said at this point. Because that was a lot of food for thought, especially Junior reading that passage.
1: Yeah,
0: That's a food for thought for all of us. I hope this episode definitely gave everyone something to think about. And next time you are contemplating a decision, check your motives, check what's moving you, check your discernment. Make sure that you're walking in the right direction. Make sure that you're being led by the shepherd. Make sure to follow us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So our Instagram is JC and co podcast. We also have a Twitter which
0: is me and co podcast, same name. Okay,
1: okay, cool, cool, cool. I didn't even know, you know
0: it. it. Okay, <laughs> that's our. <laughs> My personal social is at Kanithia two underscores,
1: and mine is by Sam DC.
0: And you can follow me at GFSB underscore lifestyle.
1: This guy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> respect. Well, You've been flexing all episode, but um, all right, y'all. So we're gonna hit Just them a with cool a prayer. We, go, we are we gonna hit hit them with a prayer? Come on now!
2: All right, All right. I, I hit y'all with the prayer, man. Thank you, Junior. Okay. All right, bow your heads. King, of kings, Lord, Lord, we come before you to thank you for the opportunity to do this in your name. Lord, we take this serious, and we actually, Lord, to keep giving us the mind to want to fill this young generation up more and more with your with your will. We pray over the people that are listening that they go through their trials and tribulations with with. with with a great smile on their face, with, with the strength of the Lord that, that can, with your strength, Lord, because we know that through those challenging tribulations we, we we will we will reap what we sow at the end of it all. Thank you, Lord, keep us safe as we go through our week that's coming up. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank the, the people that listen. We thank you so much, Lord, and in energy as we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, y'all. Peace. Boys. Spirit.